0: You're tuned in to Chats with Cat, where I catch up with my fellow Millennials every week to discuss topics related to culture, relationships, self-improvement, and everything in between. The most authentic way of building true connections is by being vulnerable and sharing your own unique perspectives. So let's start right here, right now. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chats with Cat. I hope you're all doing fantastic. I'm super excited about this week's interview. I got to sit down with my first friend ever in New York City, Cameron Roberts, to discuss what it's like to actually make money as a young creative in New York City. He currently works as a videographer for Vivo and gets to shoot amazing concerts and do really cool things during the day. And, you know, I feel like many young creatives feel like it's impossible to fuse their passion with a company and actually pursue their love for the arts during their days. I think that oftentimes as young people we feel like we have to pick or choose or we have to kind of pick a day job during the day and then fuel our passion and other projects afterwards but Cameron has managed to do both and I thought it would be really cool to have him on in hopes that it'll inspire you to look out for other opportunities that you're not seeing right now. It is totally possible to make money doing what you love and Cameron is just like the rest of us. He was able to do it, and I think that you can do it too. So without further ado, here is my interview with Cam. Hey, guys. I'm sitting here with the fabulous, amazing Cam Roberts.
1: A.K.A. Lord Finesse. A.K.A. DJ Pink Eye, A.K.A. Uh, <laughs> That's all I got. DJ
0: Pink Eye?
1: DJ Pink Eye. Is that what
0: you're going to go by? No.
1: Where'd I'm you get that? I'm still figuring either? it out. It, that's a, mm. Did you actually have Pink Eye? No. I've never had Pink Eye, but I was like 13, and I made a mixtape with my friend, and we just came up with random names, and DJ Pink Eye was hosting it, the tape. So like in between tracks, it would be like, oh, this is a DJ Pink Eye exclusive. <laughs> and then we didn't have any girls to like be like the other voice so we pitched our voices up
0: oh my god! Like, yo this
1: is an exclusive
0: do you have that
1: it's somewhere on oh my drive. god we
0: need that we yeah. need to hear that we need <laughs> it's that shit it's
1: somewhere <laughs> out there
0: so cam cam was my first friend in new york and i told you that like a month ago you were yeah. g my first friend here
1: Makes that wasn't
0: like melt. from somebody that i knew from miami
1: that's awesome that's yeah. beautiful
0: that's how you know you're the real you're the real deal cam i've i've vetted him and he's quality you people. vetted me yeah i vetted you <laughs> wait
1: wait like i vetted you just like with vibes <laughs> oh I was, no no i didn't like, like there, link, you look at my linkedin and no my facebook no man
0: <laughs> I, that's not how i that's not how i vet people i vet people okay. with the vibes and like just you know their authenticity, mm. and I just never got like the heebie-jeebies from you, and That's I get cool. heebie-jeebies from like ninety-nine per- point nine percent of men. Um, That's why yeah. I mainly don't have men like male friends.
1: Yeah, we we kind of suck.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <I'm> not, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I hate to talk shit about men, but yeah, we be you be fucking up.
0: Yeah, it's like so when Cam and I met, we were we were at an event at WeWork and there was another guy that worked with him. And then one of my girlfriends from Miami was in town and it was like us four and the other guy was like mad just being um, you know, one of those guys that is just too much. And then one of my well, my girlfriend who was with me, her and I just kept looking at each other like what the fuck? So then Cam was like on our team, like he was like the the good one. So it was just like us three, and then the other guy that he didn't really—I don't think he realized he was on the outside, honestly. Damn. But um, yeah, I was just I'm like, not gonna say anything "Don't say anything. It's yeah. fine. I can say everything." But yeah, so then I was like, "Damn!" My friend and I were like, "Damn, Cam is really cool. Like, he's one of like ours." I was like, "Yeah, he is," and then that's why we're here.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But um, so the reason I wanted to bring Cam on, not necessarily only because he's really cool, but because Cam is really inspiring. Um, And the reason I say that is because he's pursuing his passion of photography and videography and everything that has to do with the arts while also making money. And that's something that I think a lot of us young people right now, a lot of us young creatives are dealing with. And I think we're kind of defaulting to, oh, we have to we have to just either go into our creative pursuits 100% and know we're not going to make any money or just kind of give up and work for a company and kind of give attention to our creative pursuits but not 100%. And Cam is the only person right now that I could think of that is doing both. Like He's merged working for a company that does reflect his authentic creative um, passion while making money and also giving attention to his, you know, personal projects, and I figured he'd be a good person to have on because he can, kind of elaborate on how that's, he even got to this place.
1: That's wild that you say that because, like, I don't.
0: You don't I'm look really at yourself. The only, that way? I'm
1: really the only person you know that does it.
0: Honestly, yeah, yeah.
1: That's crazy. Most that's people that kinda, I know are too.
0: not doing like they're not, they're they're not doing what they love nine to five. They're not even learning anything that I I can mean like me. Mm. My nine to five has nothing to do with what I love to do at all. There's Mm. nothing that I do in my nine to five job that teaches me that anything related to this. What your passion is. Absolutely not. And that's most people like you kind of have to (sighs) suck it up. But you're not doing that. Like at work, you're actually learning shit that's helping you do your own thing, too.
1: Yeah, it's a it is wild. Like I've thought of, I, I, I think about this often actually like how how lucky I am to be able to like have the two go hand in hand but honestly if I, I think there was no other way like I would get fired from a, a job that I'm not doing like I have ADD so I tend to like There are times where I've been at a job and I'm damn near like falling asleep because I'm just bored. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can't fall asleep at work. (laughs) No, You'll get fired with the swiftness, you know?
0: But I mean, like, how did you decide? Did you did you have a moment where you were just like, you know what? I need to figure out how I could make this work. I need to get a, a job that's true to me.
1: Yeah. I don't think I ever really decided. I think I just did it. You know, like. I just didn't. People would like my mom. She, uh, she's in the business world, but her passion's is in like architecture. Mm. And I remember hearing stories to her, like coming up. She was like, "I'm glad, like I have this job and I make so much money, yada yada yada." But like, I wish I had just gone the other way, you know? Because like, I'm not. I know I'm not as happy as I could be. And yeah, like we have one life to live. So I was just like, well, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna live my life the way I wanna live my life, and i I don't know it's it's i've also i realized I'm coming speaking from a very privileged perspective, right. you know like where I didn't have to worry about where my next meal was coming, I didn't have to worry about like where I was gonna sleep that night and yeah. these sort of things, so I had that support system that was like, yo, go do this, do it, like just keep going, so your
0: but mom was that for you, your parents yeah were...
1: my my parents like yeah, like they provide everything for me, you know? Like, I never had to worry about anything, really. But they never um,
0: pressured you to, like, find a real job?
1: Uh, They they did, but it was a very, it was, like, light pressure. They were, like, mm-hmm. are you sure? It was more so rather than them saying, like, no, you're not going to do this. They were, like, are you sure you mm-hmm. want to do this? Because, like, you might not make money and you might not be able to, like, live the way you like you've been living you've been living yeah all that stuff so it was like that but um yeah they were always supportive like they always pushed me to like try things and like I would go to like I went to like some film camps as a kid and Mm -hmm. I was a cameraman at my church when I was 13 that's actually dope I didn't know that yeah that's actually the one job I've ever been fired from, though. What?
0: <laughs> Wait, how? Because, again,
1: I tell you, like, I, my friends call me narcoleptic because, like, when I'm unamused by something and I'm just not feeling a vibe, I will, there's a strong possibility that I'll fall asleep Can or, like, start, serious? like, bobbing my head and being a cameraman at my church, like, I love <laughs> photography, I love video and stuff, but, like, it was boring to me, you know? So <laughs> I'm, like, behind the camera, the camera's starting to dip because I'm falling asleep <laughs> and I'm hearing in the rate in the, in the head piece like you're <laughs> dipping, you're dipping, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I got fired from my church, but. Well, that's where yeah, you got yeah. the,
0: the, okay. So that's how you got your start in videography. It's yeah,
1: like the first official start.
0: Okay. So, um, okay. Actually though, how did you get into it? What? So after you graduated from college, what did you major in?
1: I studied photojournalism,
0: photojournalism. Okay, so you studied photojournalism Mm -hmm. with the intention of going into what particularly?
1: I thought I wanted to be a daily newspaper photographer. Like I saw how my career was going to work. I was I'd work at smaller newspapers, taking photos and then work my way up to like Washington Post, New York Times Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I, I was interned. That was my first internship out of college. And so where I was at the San Francisco Chronicle. Okay. So I was doing that sort of stuff right out of college. And then, yeah, I just realized I hated that. So So then
0: how did you shift?
1: So I was looking for a job, uh, as the summer was coming to a close and NPR ended up hitting me up. Like I got rejected from so many places. And then NPR was like, Hey, we like your videos. Would you like to intern for us? I was like, absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. and it happened to be in music i I wanted i was feeling like i wanted to go into the music direction because that the one thing i did really gain uh from the chronicle internship was i realized like i'm pretty good at shooting concert photography like the first time i ever did it was at that newspaper and like i killed it like for my first like i don't know my picks like one of my favorite pictures I took like the first day I ever sh- shot a concert. So, yeah, I realized, hey, maybe I should go in the music direction. And then NPR hit me up and they were like, would you like to do regular journalism or more so music? I was like, well, music is fire. Damn, so. that's
0: dope that they give you the option too.
1: Yeah, it, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, it's going to sound cocky as hell, but this isn't me trying to flex it all. But okay. I was offered two internships. Uh, from NPR. So one was in D.C. and one was in New York. The New York one was more so music. The D.C. one was uh, more so like regular journalism. But I chose music.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, so that's how you came to New York?
1: Mm hmm That was a yeah, so chose New York because I'm from the D.C. area. So I was like, that was also a motivator. I was like, well, I'm not trying to go back home. Yeah. So let me go to New York and that's what brought me to New York. And then Rest is history.
0: And then so you're not at NPR anymore because that was an internship, right? Uh
1: it was an internship that turned into a year and a half temp job. So okay, I was there for like a year and a half. And then as uh Okay, so rewind. So I started off as an intern there. Uh as my internship was coming to an end, I didn't know if they were gonna keep me on as a temp. So I was looking for other jobs. I was reaching out to, like, The Fader magazine, Vice, all those publications. And uh, two of the people that worked at NPR were really good friends with uh, the vice president of content at The Fader at the time. Um, so they reached out to him, like, yo, there's this kid out here. He's looking for a job. You should highlight him. He didn't get back to them, like, at all, didn't respond to their email. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Well, that's a bummer. I guess he mm-hmm. doesn't like my stuff. Whatever. Yeah. A uh, year later, the dude follows me on Twitter. I'm like, Cool. I follow him back. We don't talk. I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. And then like four months after that, he DMs me and is like, Hey, sorry I didn't get back to you when uh Yada Yada reached out. Um I'm not at the Fader anymore, but I'm at Vivo. I'd love for you to, like, come check it out and chop it up. And I was like, cool. Like, I will, at this time, I was extended at NPR as a temp. Uh, I was fine. Like, I was, like, loving it. I love yeah. working with everyone at NPR. NPR was, like, a fa- Like, that's probably my favorite job, like, as far as, like, the relationships I built and everything. Like, it's a real family, you know. So mm-hmm. one of my best friends works there still, and he, like, came home. To, with me to Thanksgiving last year, so wow, like that's, that's how dope. close we are, you know. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, all right, cool. I go chop it up with him, and I'm just like, wow, well, this is tight. Vivo, <laughs> yeah, Vivo. I was like, yo, Vivo is pretty fire. Uh, and you, right. and you were
0: okay. So, were you able to kind of have more autonomy at Vivo in yeah, terms of your production?
1: Yeah. What made me want to leave NPR, or what? pushed me to leave NPR was I felt like I had reached a plateau uh, at NPR as far as like learning stuff and there were a lot of things I was missing out on um, more so on the production side and the more technical side of things like uh, NPR is a very DIY sort of organization so it's like yo you're doing everything yourself but in doing that you don't know how to work with a team like a larger team. Yeah uh, in a lot of situations and like ultimately I would like to do like bigger production. So I was like, okay, this is a good step in that direction. I'll learn how to do lighting. I'll learn how to, uh,
0: collab, yeah, collaborate, you know?
1: So, um, that's what pushed me to go to Vivo and yeah, it was, it's a great decision. Like I've learned so much. I feel like (laughs) I've gotten so much better, uh, overall as an artist because of it
0: Mm -hmm. so so i've gone to the vivo happy hours a few times and it's just sometimes it feels surreal that you guys are actually at work yeah it just doesn't feel like when we think about what a job entails you don't get to have a happy hour at your job or have a bar at your job or have like endless cold brew and snacks and you guys have like an open office platform and just like no cubicles and stuff so it's just like so inviting but How has working at Vivo, I mean, given that you already had your experience at NPR and you were kind of like expanded in terms of what a job really means and you were able to meet amazing people, Mm -hmm. how has Vivo kind of changed your perspective on what work means?
1: On what work means.
0: Right. Because, you know, you get to really do whatever you want there, Mm -hmm. but you're getting paid to do whatever you want. So how do you feel about... What you can do in the future in terms of working and what your expectations are for a job.
1: Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I had a very unrealistic like introduction to the workforce. Like, if I ever have to get an office job, I'll—I don't know, like a like a legit office job. I don't know how I'll survive. Right. I'll probably be fired within that week. Like, even at NPR, it was very loose. Like. There are deadlines and everything, but, like, I never felt super stressed out. And I I think part of that comes from just me being, like, I'm doing something I'm interested in. Right. Um, So I I think that, like, even at Vivo, it translates the same way. Uh, Like, a lot of the times, if we don't have shoots uh, during a day, like I'll literally just sit in the studio practicing lighting for hours and like testing out s- different ways to attack different scenarios. Right, and it's like so basically I'm just learning. Like I'm going to work to learn, like, yeah, and teach myself stuff. You know, so I don't know. Vivo is definitely. I mean, since it's a NPR is like super liberal news network, you know. Yeah, and. Vivo is it's a it's a company like they're trying to make a buck at the end of the day so like that aspect is definitely different whereas um we have to I don't know there are a lot more politics in the way we approach things different projects at Vivo yeah Vivo
0: which is funny you'd think it'd be at NPR
1: yeah no like yeah, yeah. very interesting it, it's yeah, it's, like, whereas at NPR, it's like, yo, we're trying to, like, just present the story, and it's, like, super neutral, try to be as neutral as possible. Um, uh, Vivo is like, uh, we're trying to sell this, and we're trying to have as much viewers, and we're trying to do X, Y, Z. So there's there's a certain, I don't know, you just approach things a little bit differently. But yeah. At the end of the day, like, Vivo can only exist, though, when there are people who are, like, truly love music you know so like there's still that sense of uh i don't know it's not like a super big uh evil corporation right exactly because of
0: that but so do you have friends who are kind of in that rut of like having a nine-to-five that they don't get to have these experiences at or do you have a an expansive group of friends and people that have jobs just like you
1: yes i I have a My friend group is, like, across the whole spectrum, honestly. Like, I have friends who are in the midst of transitioning out of, like, the evil corporation, Mm -hmm. nine to five sort of thing. Like, they hate their job and they have a passion. And they're like, yo, I'm just going to go do it. Like, one of my closest homies, Andrew Kung, he uh, was working at LinkedIn. And he trans. he's like, yo, I can't do this anymore. He transitioned Mm -hmm. and now he's freelancing full time as a photographer and killing it doing things with like Volvo and shit like that wow that's amazing like so you know so I have friends like that then I have people even at Vivo who they're like ah, I love I like working at Vivo but I want to do like a beat like more on the content curating side or more so on the creative side of things you know uh, and then yeah I have I have a wide spectrum of friends in that regard so that's interesting everything
0: I mean, I think that there's just so many people who are on the fence right now. They're just like, "Damn, do I take the leap of faith and just do my thing 100%, or do I stay with this because it's safe?" Yeah. So, uh, what advice do you have for fuck for that? that
1: safe shit? While we're young, like again, speaking from a very privileged standpoint, but if you have the opportunity, I think, I think if you if any opportunity arises where it's like, or let me rephrase this, like if you're in a position to be able to make that leap, like, why would you not take it? Right. You no, know, if you know you're not happy with your situation, why are you going to remain complacent in it? Right. You know, I understand like, as you get older, like there are more responsibilities. Like you can't like just, you know, be willy nilly out here. Like you have bills to pay at the end. Especially and, if you're in New York city. Yeah. you know, like I understand that, but, There's I know so many people who are fine financially, who have money saved up, who are like they're good, you know, and they just like they're good, but they're miserable because they hate what they do. And they they're too scared to take that chance. And I'm like, that's what I don't understand. That's the line where I'm like, yo, why are you going to stay why are you gonna like? If you're not happy, try and change it. Like you yeah. have an opportunity to change it. Why are you not taking it? Because you're scared. Right. Like being scared is not a good reason. Because fear doesn't really exist. Like once you do it, then you're gonna be like, oh, it's not that bad. Like you know. Like right. There might it might be harder sometimes. There might be nights where you're like, damn, <laughs> like regretful and everything. But like if you're truly passionate, I think you'll make you'll find a way. Like probably. My senior year in high school, I knew like, yo, I'm gonna do something in photography. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I'm gonna do something and at least be attached to this. And if I don't like this part of it, then I'll shift. Like right. you know, like as far especially with the arts now, like just period, like everything is art. Like if you really everything you see, someone had to create. Right. And like if that's the area of creation that you're like, passionate about, like, why can't you do that, too? Right. Like,
0: how do you? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. It's just so you're a photographer, right? I know so many photographers that are, like, out there trying to do their thing. So speaking to photographers particularly, how do how can they build their confidence in their work? Knowing that there's so many people that are out there trying to do the same thing. Why would they be like, oh, I'm going to take the sleep of faith because I'm I can do this.
1: Because it's not a competition. Okay, there's so many photographers killing it. There's so many. Like, why would you not believe in yourself? Like, I feel like that's just a testament to, like, yo, anyone could do it. if You put the time and the hours in, you know, like, nothing is just handed to you. You got to work hard, but, like, why couldn't you do Mm -hmm. it? Like, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you definitely got to be confident in yourself to some degree as, as far as, like, from a photographic standpoint but like that comes with time like i didn't start truly appreciating my photos until maybe like a year and a half ago and you had been I working at
0: like, your craft for how long
1: my first like mini movie whatever thing i think i made when i was like 12 mm-hmm. you know and then like Just doing little things here and there. I wasn't like, oh, this is my life goal. But I just had interest, and I was doing it here and there, you know? And then, like, when I started taking it more serious, I didn't – I was just like, well, I'm trash, (laughs) but I'm just going to keep doing it. And then, yeah, four years later, like, I'm like, okay, I can hold my own. Like, yeah, like, I can – I can – Hang you can with do the it.
0: What aside from actually getting internships and having, you know, experience in that way, what were some things that you were doing to like better your craft as a photographer and videographer because I mean the main th- what what's your strongest suit you feel like videography or photography?
1: I feel like I'm a vid- better All right, so I feel like I'm a better videographer, but <laughs> I don't think I have the work that shows like what I can really do as mm. a videographer. Mm-hmm. But like that's more so because, like, video just takes a lot more time. And I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to it. So, like, I'm like, well, if it's not going to be great, I'm not even going to show people right. or anything, you know. Right. I have so many things that I've done that no one's even seen. Mm-hmm. But, so um, how,
0: did you, how did you work on those things, though?
1: You got, like, you just do it. Like, it's like anything. Like, the only way you get better at something is by doing it. So I'm more... Uh, conscious about the photos I take and like the projects I work on like for myself because um, I'm like yo how will this advance me as an artist now whereas back in the day like I didn't really have a direction I didn't have a creative voice I just knew like yo I like taking pictures so I was taking pictures of any and everything you know right. um, I tried to do uh 365 Picture a day challenge, sort oh, of thing. Oh, that's dope. You know? So, like,
0: immersing yourself at least in something every single day that gets you closer.
1: Exactly. You know, like, I was doing that stuff and, like, I was getting better and better. Like, through college, I was working at the school paper um, while taking these courses, while having an internship. Like, two internships. Damn, yo, I was grinding on the low. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yo, I had, yeah, I had two internships, and I was the editor at School Paper. Yeah. Shit.
0: That's good. So, I mean, just really just getting out there. There's no yeah. formula to this, except no. literally just going out there and trying.
1: Yeah, just do it. If you don't I, try, you'll never get better.
0: I agree with that. But do you want to know something? I think that Instagram and social media you're already giving me that look like this i i think that this is going to be this has already become a real issue in our minds i think that as creators and people who are really trying to create quality we we go on instagram and we see all like a plethora of people putting shit out there right we'll, we'll look at it and be like wow that's really amazing and we can kind of maybe sometimes get self-conscious about our own work because they're like look at what these people are putting out but at the same time it's also like It's so saturated. Everything is so saturated. Mm -hmm. And I think that it kind of pushes people to not even bother Mm -hmm. because they see that there's so many people out there that are doing it. And then also, I think it kind of has begun to make people feel like they don't have to work as hard either Mm -hmm. because you could just put it out there and get instant gratification, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, having to really perfect your work and only having specific mediums you can put out, whether it was a newspaper or having it, you know, broadcasted somewhere through like select mediums. Now you can do anything, mm-hmm. and you can gain clout immediately just because whatever. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think that that has impacted the way that photographers look at their work and how how they perceive quality work, and how the public perceives this to be?
1: Yeah, I feel like there's, I feel like there's definitely like a disconnect in like what. People, that's a hard one. I was about to say, I was about to say there's like a disconnect between like the people who like a lot of people who just have crazy clout and like they get so many likes on their photos or whatever Mm -hmm. and like what's quality. Mm -hmm. But it's like, who am I to say like, yo, what they're putting up isn't quality. Like it's gang. Like, I don't know. It's a weird It's a weird dynamic. It kind of blurs the lines of like, yo, is this actually good or is it like just popular because of X, Y, other factors, you know?
0: Right. I mean, how does that impact you as a photographer, though? Uh, Does that ever dissuade what you put out? Like, if you see that this is getting a ton of attention, do you ever modify your work to kind of fit that, that, that theme or whatever? I
1: used to. Until I, like, found my voice and I knew, like, oh, that's cool, but, like, I know I'm good. Nah, I hate saying shit No, like you, I mean, that's the confidence yeah.
0: that you need, though. Yeah, it's like. If you don't think you're good, then how is anybody else supposed to think that you're
1: good? That's true. Yeah, it's like, I I don't know. Yeah, nah, back in the day when I, when I, a couple years ago, if you asked me this, I would have been like, yeah, it definitely, like, changes, like, the, my choice of pictures and how I approach my work. But now I'm at a point where I like just don't care about social media, like gratification and everything. Like I, that's not going to really impact your work. Yeah. Like,
0: but at Vivo, do they look at that?
1: uh, Do
0: they look, do they ever ask you to kind of fit a mold To get more views or anything? Oh,
1: I mean, yeah, like there's things at Viva where it's like, yo, stories have been like stories for documentary pieces have been like kind of like changed to fit a broader audience or something. Something that will appeal to more people and things like that. But it's like, I mean, that's fine. Like they do it. That's in everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So long as it's still true to like yourself to some extent, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, are you doing it specifically just to see? Are you doing it? Like, I guess it's like where it comes like where your uh intent is when you like approach a project. Like, does it start off like, "Yo, I'm doing this because I know these people will love it," or are you starting off like, "Yo, I'm interested in this," and like oh, if I add like these elements to it, I know it will touch more people right. or something. Like, and that, it,
0: that option is obviously the more authentic one. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. like,
1: I think that's the big difference. Like I've definitely been conscious about that, but I'm never going to like start a project because I'm like, yo, I know people will really fuck with this. Right, Like, right. Nah, I, I mean, I'm very weird as far as like where my creativity comes from. Or where I does guess, it come from? Like it, it like literally has to come from somewhere where I'm interested, in it or else it just like shuts off. I'm mm-hmm. sure that I feel like there's a lot of creative people where like, yo, if I'm not vibing with this, I, it's like I'm a child. Like yeah. I don't know how how to take a picture anymore. Like if I'm <laughs> not really <laughs> impassioned, and, yeah. It's like I don't know. Yeah, I've definitely done shoots where I'm like, damn, this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I swear yeah. I could take a good picture, but I just wasn't feeling it. Like, yeah. It just wasn't working, you know? Mm-hmm. I tried, but you can't force it.
0: You have to be aligned with whatever it is that you're doing. Exactly. What? So we're in New York, and obviously this is the place to be if you're trying to really grow and expand as a creative. Mm-hmm. And having moved from another state like I did, what feeling do you get in terms of the creative? Atmosphere here and how it's changing, in particular Brooklyn, because this is where you live and this is where I feel like everything is happening nowadays. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like this kind of environment impacts your inspiration?
1: Oh, I love it. Like New York is the perfect place for me right now. Because, like, actually, going back to social media, I think that's the one good thing Instagram is. Because it's, like, very easy to find people who are just really good at, like, whatever, video, photos, drawing, like, doesn't matter. Like, you can find a lot of people very quickly. And so, like, I have, like, saved mood boards of just different artists and stuff like that. So I'm able to, like, pull from that, like into my own work. Like I'm not afraid to say it. I definitely take ideas from other artists and then add my own twist to it. Like everybody does. Yeah. That. Like that's just being creative, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think New York is like just the real life version of that. Cause there are so many creative people in New York. Like I meet so many talented people every other day. Yeah. And it's like just being able to, collaborate with artists and just be in close, close proximity with them and hearing the sounds of the city and all these little elements. like It's informative in, in my work and like how I approach it. And right. Yeah, I think New York is super dope for that.
0: Mm-hmm. In terms of being in New York, are there any people you've met here that have really taught you things that you could not have learned back in D.C.?
1: At, well... Yeah, well, I don't think it's...
0: Well, I mean, you're putting yourself around... There's the quality of people here is just... It's like you're saying, every every corner you turn, there's just people that are really actively trying. Mm-hmm. And think be- being around people that are trying kind of breeds a, a community where you guys come together and you learn together. Ah,
1: uh, yeah, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: f- in those moments, like, are there things that you're just like, damn, yo, the people that are here... I have taught me things that I could have never learned back home.
1: Yeah, I think it's always hard, like, like, just speaking on DC, like, it's a, it's like any other community where it's like, yo, there's definitely a creative, like, community there, but it's kind of undiscovered, quote-unquote, like, it hasn't really truly been given its proper due, just because, like, there's no real music industry there, you know, like it's all politics. Yeah. Um, it's just not established yet. Yeah, just like Miami. Estab- yeah. It's it's not established. Um, and because it's not established, I feel like actually I was talking to my homie about this the other day. Uh, but yeah, like since it's not established, there's kind of like a competitive spirit over like, yo, who's, gonna be the one to put on the city and like who's gonna represent the city sort of thing and so like there's some artists where it's like they feel like I don't know like they see a rapper who like I mean well I guess Gold Link would be the biggest representative of DC it's like you see Gold Link killing it and like there's like sort of jealousy, like yo, why am I not in that same position? I've been working just as hard. I'm not. I'm doing the ex- same exact stuff, and I'm still not there. You know. So
0: in New York, do you in, feel like that's it?
1: I feel like in New York, that's not there hmm. because like, because this is like <laughs> the every hot location. Everyone yeah. is killing it. Yeah. Like there's so many people killing it. You can't so pick, just pick one person. Exactly. It's
0: everywhere. It's just kind of like. Like, that inspiration just, like, gets you going. It's not necessarily, like, me versus them.
1: Exactly. Like, every and people are, like, people are willing to, like, help build you up, you know? Like, everyone wants everyone to thrive here, like.
0: That's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel like that? Yeah.
1: It it feels, yeah. Like, I I think the community, even though there's so many people and there's so many, like, sub-communities, I think that, like, there's, like. Because of that, I don't, I don't even know how to articulate this. There's just people
0: are willing to help because people, I think what I've realized in New York is that because of like what you're saying, there's so many people out here that are trying I mean, there's a million people have podcasts here. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to try because it's like the creative energy here is just like you look at them and you just want to be better. You Mm -hmm. don't want to say I'm not going to try or fuck them. Mm -hmm. Look at them doing this thing. It's like, damn, yo, like Mm -hmm. this is this is great.
1: It's like the city wants you to try. (laughs) Like there's like a sort of culture where it's like, yo, like you should do this like come on you can
0: do it too exactly it's like a wave it's like it's just the wave is just like trying to take you with it Mm -hmm. to try it's like you're here and as long as you're working and you're trying Mm -hmm. everybody will like conspire to put you on too Mm -hmm. it's like they see you and you're just like yo i need to introduce you to my boy Mm -hmm. or it's like and not like oh you know what there's only five of us here Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna introduce you to this person because that means you'll you'll get the spot over me
1: exactly That makes yeah right That, that was it Yeah, it's weird. I never really thought about it out loud, but, like, yeah, that's it.
0: Isn't that interesting to think about now that you're here? Because Mm -hmm. it's like when you moved here, you weren't like, oh, I'm going to come here and try (sighs) to meet people. Like, you weren't like, oh, in D.C. there's this... There isn't this thing. I'm Mm going to go over there and go for that. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, though, when I moved, I moved out of Miami because of that, because I was like, there aren't enough people who are trying to uplift each other. I need Mm -hmm. to go around people who will help build me and who I can help build and not feel like it's a competition.
1: Yeah. If when I first got here, I like I was kind of like. I kind of had a different feeling. Like I was kind of scared. And I was like, "Yo, there's so many good people here." Like back home, I was like, "Oh, like I I know my footing, right? You know your I place. I was like, I know my place and I know what I can do, where I stand. And then I got here and it was like, oh." I could be a lot better. But yeah. again, like you said, it just made me want to try. Cause I'm like, yo, all these people are killing it. Like I can do that too. Right. If not better. It's so like, why the fuck am I not? Right. And I you don't know. It just, yeah. And then like, once I started meeting more and more people and like got into the creative community, like it was just culminating more. Like I just, yeah. Just went from there. Like, people helping each other out going to different art shows and stuff and like yeah that's beautiful That's you know, dope
0: so i mean what advice would you give any person that's a photographer that's really just trying to look for an opportunity to grow and make money at the same time how could they discern what is a good quality company to work for and what is one that will inhibit their growth
1: well the first thing is definitely like make sure that company like fits with your values and stuff and like just like your core like do you align yourself with them would you be proud to represent them like that's the first thing because again like I was saying before like create my creativity like will shut off instantly if I'm not feeling the vibe you know so definitely do that and then like Uh, Yeah, I don't. I feel like you just gotta follow your gut. Like, it's hard. Like, you just gotta recognize that there are gonna be, like, hardships along the way, like, chasing, like, a career in creative, like, any creative field, you know? Like, but that's not to say, like, you won't be able to make it happen, you know? Like, even when you feel like you're not making the proper steps like I've I feel like I've made so many side steps like even now even though like I love my job and all these things but like there are areas like I see like my homies touring with artists uh, and doing all this fun stuff and like I have to because of my job like I'm not able to like fully do some of these things and I'm like damn and I make the right decision, but right. Like, you just got to recognize like everyone has their own pace. Everyone has their own journey and like, it's fine to like take little steps yeah. here and there. So long as you keep on moving in the direction, so long as you know, like where you want to end up, yeah. like you'll be able to make conscious decisions about like where you're going. And, I don't know. Just keep that in mind. Like every little bit matters, like every little bit helps. Right. So, like, you just got to like keep right. going, keep trying, keep creating, like don't get turned off of something just because you're not winning right now, quote-unquote winning right now. Like That shit is irrelevant.
0: But I think also what you... I think you made a good point earlier on is just when you notice something, if you don't like it, just be willing to change it. Be willing to be like, yo, I don't like this, but so I'm going to move to the next thing, but at least try. Mm -hmm. Put yourself in the atmosphere.
1: Worst thing you could ever do is just not try and be complacent. Actually, one of... Ah man, one of the, one of the last things or things that stuck with me as I was about to leave NPR uh uh came from this woman named Soraya. and she said it's so cool that you're making you like this transition while you're still so young cuz I've been at this job for 20 years and even though I love it it would have been cool to like try some other stuff and that's when I knew like yo, I'm making the right decision. Like, right. You know like you could be perfectly happy. You could have your, you know, white picket fence and all that stuff. But, like.
0: Nothing beats experience. Yeah,
1: nothing beats experience. Like, are you just going to be fine with that and coast the rest of your life? Or are you going to, like, try new things, you know? Like, that's what living is. You want to always continue to evolve. The second you feel like you're not growing anymore, you're dying. Like, literally, the second you stop you stop growing, you're literally dying. Right, <laughs> like, So yeah. you got to just go with it, you know? Like. Don't be afraid to fail because failure is not even bad to keep it a buck. like It's true. Like, failure is <laughs> good. You always it, learn ex- f- learn something from it. Exactly. Like, that shit sucks in the moment, but then after you lick your wounds and stuff, you're like, huh, I know not to do it that way. <laughs> and that's only going to make you better. Like
0: For the next time. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's
1: terrifying, it. but you got to take that leap of faith in yourself. Was, okay. You have a photo show bombs. Barely anyone comes like you're not going to have another photo show. You're not going to like you're just going to. Oh, I failed. I lost the game. I'm never going to create anymore. like, no, you're going to make new shit. You have to have a growth mindset. (laughs) Exactly. Like make just make better shit.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's literally it. That's the only way to grow. That's the only way to stay afloat. That's the only way to stay relevant, especially in a city like this. If you're ever thinking about moving to New York, that's the only way that you will make it here by trying, failing, doing it again and doing it again and doing it again because that's the only way you actually get better at anything that you try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you have any parting words for an aspiring photographer or a photographer who is in the process of trying to figure it out?
1: Just do it. Just That's do it. it. Mm. As corny as that sounds, <laughs> literally just do it, cause uh, you won't regret it. I'm the type of person, man. I'd rather wake up every day and do something I love and make like enough to survive than to wake up every day making millions of dollars and be hate my job. Like, yeah, you have literally one life to live, so why not do what you want? Like, why not wake up every morning and do something that brings you actual happiness? Like happiness is the end goal and everything, you know? I
0: agree. I agree. And that happiness can only come from what you say it is. Exactly. You have to dictate it or else somebody else will do it for you. Exactly. Word. That's a bar. That's a bar. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cam. Well, thank you for sitting down with me and chatting. I think people will take a lot from this. I appreciate your, courage to bring your ass to New York from San Francisco from DC from all of these places and deciding that this is what you were gonna do and making the best out of it while you're here. And yeah, I think um I think a lot of people can learn from you, bro. Dope
1: <laughs> This is can I do a sign out?
0: Yeah you can go for it.
1: This is Law Finesse, aka DJ Pink Eye, aka Skittlehead, AKA got the fade on taper, aka uh, the trees are very beautiful in the fall. AKA I got no more AKA's. I'm just making up stuff as I see it. AKA red microphone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, that's it. That was this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and you can follow Cam at
1: contact. It's or well, it's C O N T four C T on IG on or, Instagram. Yeah.
0: And you can DM him if you like his work and want to collab or have any questions for him. He'd be more than happy to answer them for you. Well, guys, that was this week's episode. I hope that the chat that Cameron and I had was able to provide you with some inspiration and a reminder that you can make your day job something that you love and that You can absolutely make all of your days filled with inspiration and creativity and anything that it is that you want. So don't think that you have to limit yourself or that there isn't any room for you or that there isn't any point in trying. Whatever it is that you love to do, whether it's photography, videography, painting, singing whatever it is you can absolutely do it you just have to make sure that you're on the right track and that you surround yourself with the right people to put yourself in that environment so don't give up you can absolutely do it you i mean cam is just like the rest of us and he was able to do it i mean worked at npr got to work at vivo he gets to meet famous people all of the time and all he did was just say hey this is what i'm gonna do and it happened so don't give up keep at it and Believe in your freaking ability to create something amazing, okay? This week's quote is by Margaret Thatcher, and she said, People think that at the top, there isn't much room. They tend to think of it as an Everest. My message is that there is tons of room at the top. Yeah, I completely agree with Margaret. There's a ton of room for you. There's a ton of room for me. There's a ton of room for all of us. And the quicker we realize it, the better off we will all be. I hope that you all have an amazing Thanksgiving week and that you get to sit down with your family and your friends and those that you love and just and bask in the amazingness that is your life that is all of our lives and that is living here on this planet so I'm sending you all lots of good vibes and I hope you all fill up your tummies with deliciousness and don't spend too much on Black Friday (laughs) we will chat next week thanks guys that was this week's episode I really hope you all enjoyed it if there's anything you would like to chat about, send an email to chats at and I'll make sure to get back to you. You can keep up with me in between episodes by following XO, that's C-A-T-L-A-N-T-X-O on Twitter and Instagram. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'm sending you all lots of love, light, and good vibes. We'll chat next week.